Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And good afternoon and welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to be talking about the Bring America Back to Life Conference, which is a premier pro-life conference right here in Cleveland that's coming up in just a few weeks. But before we talk to our guest, I want to draw your attention to the Ohio Christian Alliance website. This week we were able to conduct a poll on the U.S. Senate race here in Ohio. The May 3rd primary is quickly approaching, and there's a hotly contested primary on the Republican side of the aisle. Uh, There's a number of candidates that are running. Mike Gibbons, of course, a businessman from Cleveland. Also, Josh Mandel, our former state treasurer, is in the race. Uh, Current state senator Matt Dolan, along with uh, former ORP chairwoman Jane Timken. And, uh, and of course, J.D. Vance uh, is also in the race as well. And so we did a poll of those uh, individuals, and we will have the results on our website. And you can check that out. Uh, and it was just a snapshot poll, a really quick poll that we conducted with our, our members. And it gives you kind of an idea where the candidates are lining up uh, this far out from the primary that's quickly approaching. So you might want to take a look at that. We'll also have information of an independent poll uh, by a professional polling group that was conducted on Monday of this week. And it's very accurate. We think that poll is very accurate. In fact, our poll all but mirrors that poll. And that's why we, we conducted the poll, to kind of get a feel as to where Ohioans were in this Senate race. So a is, lot is riding on this. And, of course, because uh, Rob Portman, the Republican, is retiring from office, and it will be an open seat uh, that both the Democrat and the Republican are vying for. And it could hold the key as to the balance of power in the U.S. Senate come November. So you want to pay attention to that. We will be providing a voter guide. For the primary, we will be surveying all the candidates and publishing an educational voter guide. The Ohio Christian Alliance doesn't endorse political parties or candidates, but we provide information so that you might cast an informed vote on your morals. Who's pro-life? Who's pro-family? Are they with us on religious liberty issues? All that will be in the Ohio Christian Alliance voter guide. Well, with me on the phone is Kate Macra, and she is the new executive director of Cleveland Right to Life. For years, Molly Smith has been the executive director. Now she is the chairwoman of the party, uh, of the uh, organization. And uh, each year they have a premier pro-life conference called the Bring America Back to Life Conference. And, of course, uh, you're hearing commercials for that here on WHKW. And uh, we'll be there. We're very much looking forward. Let's talk to Kate. Kate, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate you asking me. Well, uh, congratulations on your new position at Cleveland Right to Life. Uh, uh, Let's see, when were you exactly installed as the new executive director? I started last October, so I've been there since October of 2021. Okay, well, well, we hope that uh, for many years you'll be um, uh, serving the people of Greater Cleveland in the Right to Life movement. It's a fine organization. We've been uh, proud to partner with them on a number of issues over the years at the State House and in uh, public policy to defend the unborn. So welcome to the team and to the cause. And But you've been 
actually active at this for some time. Tell us a little bit about uh, your resume. You actually worked at a crisis pregnancy center in a local community. Tell us about that. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, Actually, first of all, I just want to say to everyone who's listening that I am just so blessed to be where I am, and I feel that God has put me exactly where I need to be because I'm working in an organization with a bunch of wonderful, dedicated, committed folks, and we're all pushing towards the same goal. And it's just, it's so, it's so exciting to be part of this organization. So I'm very blessed. And yes. So to answer your initial question, I, I was the executive director of a crisis pregnancy center in Northeast Ohio previously, um, actually in Barberton, Ohio. And, you know, I've always been pro-life, but, you know, I've been to the March for life and so forth, but I never actually, you know, kind of put my money where my mouth is, so, so to speak. So I worked at the Pregnancy Center. It is a Christian organization, 100% pro-life. And so I got to see every day how our organization, the reaching out to these, these families in need who may otherwise be considering possibly aborting their child because, you know, we have so many folks who came in who were not able to care for their children. And they said, how am I going to take care of this child? You know, I can't even afford to take care of myself. So one of the things that we did was to counsel them spiritually. Uh, We offered them um, educational help. We offered them material assistance. And we were able to kind of help them get get on their feet, just, you know, kind of a hand up, not a hand out. And I got to see little miracles every single day because uh, one of the services that was offered at this organization was ultrasounds for uh, women who were in the first trimester of their pregnancy. and. To me, that was the the most awesome thing to see because, you know, we would have women come in who were just found out they were pregnant and perhaps their, you know, their reflex was to say, oh, I can't, you know, I can't, I just can't do it. But we offered them the option of seeing their baby on an ultrasound screen. And I can't tell you how many times that that made all the difference in the world because they were actually able to make the connection that this is a human being that is growing inside them. And to me, that was the the most exciting thing about working there because we, you know, we did get to save some lives, and that was that was the biggest blessing of all. So, I I learned a lot, and I loved being there. But uh, you know, not too long after that, my uh, you know my uh, life was telling me that I needed to to kind of do something else. I needed to do more. And then shortly thereafter, this opportunity at Right to Life came up. And as soon as I saw it, I knew that was, I felt that that, that was where I was meant to be. And uh, God willing, here I am. And uh, I'm, I am working with Molly Smith. She is amazing. I, I want to say that she still is the president of Cleveland Right to Life. So she, so Molly's not going anywhere for anybody who may be concerned. I do I do report to Molly and to the Cleveland Right to Life board. And it is uh, it is truly a blessing to be here. Well, congratulations on the position. There's lots of work to do, and uh, you know, look forward to the work that you'll be engaged in. Now, let's talk about the Bring America Back to Life conference again. This is coming up on March 11th and 12th at the Embassy Suites in Independence, and I believe this is your 13th annual Bring America Back to Life convention. It actually that's uh, correct. Starts- yes, sir. Yeah, so the program starts on Thursday or Friday. What day is that? 
All it actually they'd be for all day Friday and all day Saturday. That's correct. Yes, sir. Yeah, we start uh, early morning on Friday the eleventh. We have uh, we have meal options if you want to partake, but you certainly don't have to. So you can buy breakfast, have breakfast, and then come and listen to, for example, Michael Voris, who's going to be speaking on Friday morning. Uh, you may recognize him from Church Militant Organization, and he is always there to sound the alarm about um, about corruption, about uh, the devil trying to work his way into you know, into our lives. Um, and he's going to be giving a, a talk called God is in the details and so is the devil. So, uh, he, he's really unapologetic. He's not afraid to make waves and he, he's, it's going to be a great presentation. So he, he's our Friday morning breakfast keynote. Um, I don't know if you want me to, to, to talk about some of the other speakers or, uh, or well, not, I'll be happy to talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, listen, uh, let's talk about uh, Matt Walsh will be returning to Cleveland Right to Life's conference, the Babel Conference. He was there a few years ago. And Matt Walsh, of course, is the yes. uh, nationally known speaker and author. Uh, Matt, of course, is uh, has a huge following uh, with his blog, and he is not afraid to uh, let his opinions be known uh, from a biblical uh, worldview and from the Church's worldview. And so Matt will be with you. He will be the keynote for, is that the Saturday night dinner? That's correct, yes. So Matt Walsh will be there. Also David Barton of the Wall Builders, and our listeners know Dave, of course. We've hosted him also as a speaker at the Ohio Christian Alliance Freedom Banquets. And David's been on this program. And uh, Dave Barton, of course, with the Wall Builders and nationally known speaker. He will be with you on Saturday if I'm not, is that right? Saturday, and then he'll be uh, speaking and having a lunch. Is it? Is that right? Uh, yes, he is. Uh, he is our Saturday lunch keynote speaker, and yes, there will be a Q and A Q&A afterward. Yes. Oh, that's great. And again, you know, David Barton. These are some great names that you have here. Then here's one that's very curious. Uh, this is a young man who really made national uh, acclaim as a conservative speaker. He actually. Uh, created quite a, a ruckus on college campuses as a conservative, but conservative <laughs> in political view, but not not in his moral or lifestyle. He actually, at that time, was a openly homosexual man. His name is Milo, and I've always had difficulty pronouncing his last name. Help me out with that. Milo? Yiannopoulos. Yiannopoulos. Okay, he's he yes. Greek. <laughs> But he, something, we heard rumors, let me share this with the audience. So here's a young man that was out there, and he was talking for conservative groups on college campuses and mixing it up with liberals on a host of issues and creating quite a raucous. and he was openly a homosexual man doing this. And all of a sudden, it went silent. Uh, he was nowhere to be found. And then yet, uh, rumors started surfacing that he accepted Christ as his Savior, and that uh, he had actually changed his lifestyle, and that he had left the homosexual lifestyle, and that he's been discipled in Christ. And so, from what I can tell, this is the first time I've seen him uh, return to the stage, as it were, uh, with his new uh, found faith, and um, obviously the epiphany that has come into his life, and the change of his 
uh, lifestyle. So I think a lot of folks are looking to hear, listen to Milo. Tell us a little bit about the, how you were able to secure him and what you're anticipating with his appearance at the Bring America Back to Life conference. Well, yes, everything you said was absolutely true. Um, we are so, so excited to have Milo as our Friday dinner keynote speaker. Um, he he is an amazing man, and you're absolutely right that he he did engage in this lifestyle, but he was he's always been conservative and he's always spoken out, uh, you know, on issues like political correctness, and he's always been against gay adoption and, and just in general pointing out the the leftist hypocrisy on many different issues. Um, but he did have a conversion. He has returned to to the faith, and he is. You know, he 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 will tell you he is. You know, it's working every single day. It's a work in progress, and he um, absolutely by no means is a finished product. But he is actually wanting to start um, a clinic or a facility uh, down in Florida where he lives, which will actually help other men who are plagued by same-sex attraction. So that's one of the things that that he wants to do. And so he's he's raising money for that endeavor as well, but he he is a, a completely different guy personally from you know the you know the sort of the caricature that's been portrayed of him in the media and so forth. And you know he jokingly refers himself refers to himself as a reformed sodomite, but um, he has returned to the church and you know he has uh, every intention of of keeping with his faith. And again, he's always been a conservative, so that part has always been in place. But then, as you said, it's been his 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 personal life that has sort of fallen into place behind his beliefs. And he's he's always been known as a sort of a provocateur. And so I have no doubt that you know he's not afraid to mix it up and use humor to get his points across. But uh, it's going to be a, a can't miss presentation. So if you're interested at all in what Milo is going to say. And you will want to hear what he has to say. Uh, you can go to bringingamericabacktolife.org and click on registration. And there's a number of different options. So you can um, you can just purchase a, a speaker ticket, basically, that will enable you to hear all the speakers for the day. And if you want to add dinner to it, you're more than welcome to do that. But you certainly don't have to. So, yeah, we're very excited to have Milo. For, that's right. And the tickets yes. are going quickly for the dinners. And again, that's visiting bringamericabacktolife.org. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back on the other side to talk more about the Bring America Back to Life conference uh, with Kate Macra. She is the executive director of Cleveland Right to Life. Don't go away. We'll be right back. On March 11th and 12th, Bob France will return to the Embassy Suites in Independence as the MC of the nationally acclaimed Bringing America Back to Life convention to introduce such renowned names as Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire, Milo Yiannopoulos, whose powerful conversion story is riveting, David Barton from Wall Builders, and many more. This 13th annual educational conference is presented by the Kurtz Brothers. Join us as we host one of the most significant educational platforms in the nation, designed to equip and engage all those involved in this, the greatest civil rights issue of all times, the right to life. Through focusing on prayer, action, voting, and education, Cleveland Right to Life is paving the way back to life. Help us to bring America back to life on March 11th and 12th. For information, tickets, and booth registration, go to bringingamericabacktolife.org. 
bringingamericabacktolife.org or call 440-653-5245. 440-653-5245. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. And the soldiers who stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Allied liberation of Europe. On D-Day, all those warriors set out on their mission. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt led our nation in prayer. The D-Day Prayer Project is an effort to add FDR's D-Day Prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. This wonderful historical presidential prayer will be a lasting tribute to our World War II veterans. If you'd like to make a contribution towards the effort of adding this prayer to the memorial, go to the website at ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org. Okay, and we're back, and uh, you're listening to News in Focus, a broadcast of the Ohio Christian Alliance. And with me on the phone is Kate Macra. She is the executive director of Cleveland Right to Life. And, of course, coming up here on March 11th and 12th is the Bring America Back to Life Convention. And, of course, uh, notable speakers like Matt Walsh and Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, David Barton of the Wall Builders. And then, of course, some local uh, uh, radio hosts. Bob France will be emceeing the event, uh, event, and he will be speaking. Also, uh, Peter Kersenauer, who is the attorney, and he's with the Civil Rights Commission He has served for many years in that capacity of a strong conservative. He'll be speaking as well, and many, many more speakers in breakout sessions with the Bring America Back to Life Convention. Again, the website is bringamericabacktolife.org, and you can register there for the Friday and Saturday uh, sessions. And, of course, the two dinner programs of both Friday and Saturday night, those tickets are selling quickly and you want to make sure that you register for them before they are sold out, and they normally are. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that, Kate. Well, yes, actually, uh, I want to encourage people that if you're, you know, don't be discouraged because Matt Walsh and Milo, particularly, are going to be uh, pretty hot tickets, I would say, and we are uh, very close to selling out. So um, if you do call. You know, there's always a waiting list and things like that. I certainly don't want to discourage anybody from wanting to to get in there. But if you're at all interested, please do call or register soon because tickets will sell out for sure. And we, you know, we are way ahead of registration numbers actually um, compared to where we were, you know, this time at last year. So it's it's been really a blessing and exciting to see just how. Uh, interested people are in this in this event and it seems to grow every year um i kind of affectionately refer to it as you know uh, woodstock for for pro-life activists <laughs> because it's really got the the best speakers and it's really a top-notch convention and you know i may be a little biased but i would say it's the the number one pro-life convention in the country and again, uh, it's going to be at the Embassy Suites Hotel in Independence. And what you could do as well, if you wanted to stay overnight, you could book a room right there at the hotel, and then you could uh, take in both all day Friday and all day Saturday up until the Matt Walsh dinner. And again, uh, it's just a great event. It's a great time of fellowship and encouragement in the Lord. 
for the pro-life cause of saving the unborn. You'll learn so much from all these quality speakers. And uh, all in one place in one weekend on March 11th and 12th. That's coming up here quickly. Again, the Bring America Back to Life convention hosted by Cleveland Right to Life. Now, Kate, as we look at the backdrop right now, of course, the March for Life reconvened this year. Last year was a virtual March for Life for the first time in its history. It was great for everyone to be back. There was over 100,000 participants marching in the streets of Washington, D.C., in their somber march up to the U.S. Supreme Court. But uh, we see something happening in the courts at this time. President Trump made good on his word to uh, appoint to the bench conservative constitutionalists who would look at the law, and that's what's happening. And we're seeing pro-life laws being upheld around the country. Uh, in fact, the heartbeat bill of Texas is still uh, in, uh, still active. There's not been a stay put on that, and they tell us it's saving something like a thousand uh, babies a week or something like that in Texas alone. And then, of course, there's the Dobbs decision, which everybody's waiting to see what might happen there, that it may actually send abortion back to the states, uh, all but doing away with Roe v. Wade. So this is a great time. It's a very exciting time. Lots of anticipation. And, uh, you know, people are uh, realizing that we have an opportunity here like we haven't had uh, since we began this fight in 1973. Your thoughts? Well, I, I agree absolutely with everything you said, and um, I should also mention that I'm an attorney, so uh, hearing about, you know, the Supreme Court case and and all of the, the different cases that are being challenged and, and some that are being upheld, praise God, uh, that's kind of right up my my alley because I listened to the oral arguments on the Dobbs case, and I, you know, I would never presume to try to predict what the Supreme Court is going to do, but I actually think that that there is a, a very good chance that, you know, without actually saying the words, we are overturning Roe v. Wade, that that, in effect, is what's going to happen. And as you correctly pointed out, it does not mean, you know, you hear all these pro-abortion activists, um, you know, in histrionics saying that this is going to take away all these rights and everything else. Absolutely correct. It just sends it back to the state. So the states can certainly regulate it the way they want. And that's how it's written in the Constitution, you know, it, the states should have the right to regulate such matters. And I, I, I wish it weren't that way. I wish that everybody could agree that murder is murder. But, you know, unfortunately, that's the, the climate that we live in. And that's what we have to, but these are the rules we have to play by. But I am very encouraged. Um, Ohio, we have some, you know, exciting legislation that's been proposed and some of it may not come up until after we see what happens with the Dobbs case. But uh, Ohio has always done very well uh, as far as you know trying to enact pro-life legislation. So it's it's a very you're, it's a very exciting time to be in the pro-life movement. And I think that um, the more technology comes out in our favor, and you know the more advancements in science, I think it's pretty hard to deny that there's a human life in there. So I am yep, excited yep. to see what's going to happen. That's right. Kate, thank you for being my guest today and bless you in your new role at Cleveland Right to Life. And again, if you've missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. And don't forget the Bring America Back to Life conference on March 11th and 12th. God bless. We'll see you next week.
Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. And the soldiers who stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Allied liberation of Europe. On D-Day, all those warriors set out on their mission. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt led our nation in prayer. The D-Day Prayer Project is an effort to add FDR's D-Day Prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. This wonderful historical presidential prayer will be a lasting tribute to our World War II veterans. If you'd like to make a contribution towards the effort of adding this prayer to the memorial, go to the website at ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org. On March 11th and 12th, Bob France will return to the Embassy Suites in Independence as the MC of the nationally acclaimed Bringing America Back to Life Convention to introduce such renowned names as Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire, Milo Yiannopoulos, whose powerful conversion story is riveting, David Barton from Wall Builders, and many more. This 13th annual educational conference is presented by the Kurtz Brothers. Join us as we host one of the most significant educational platforms in the nation, designed to equip and engage all those involved in this, the greatest civil rights issue of all times, the right to life. Through focusing on prayer, action, voting, and education, Cleveland Right to Life is paving the way back to life. Help us to bring America back to life on March 11th and 12th. For information, tickets, and booth registration, go to bringingamericabacktolife.org, bringingamericabacktolife.org, or call 440-653-5245. 440-653-5245. The following is a previously aired broadcast. Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And good afternoon and welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to be talking about the redistricting of Ohio's election maps. That's for the State House of Ohio House, Ohio Senate, and Ohio's new congressional maps are being redrawn. And so we're going to talk about that process on this program. But there's been breaking news this week, and the breaking news was that this decision came down by the state Supreme Court, a second decision, again, rejecting the maps that were drawn by the redistricting commission. Let's go to that uh, report right now from the State House News Bureau. After Monday's ruling declaring the latest House and Senate maps unconstitutional, the Ohio Christian Alliance issued a statement that said Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor could face impeachment because of her, quote, rogue manner, and that she's joined, again quoting, the radical left by trying to disrupt the 2022 midterms. But Aaron Baer with the group's Center for Christian Virtue says his organization hasn't commented on redistricting so far, but he did say this. We're frustrated by the courts uh, stepping in. Uh, in an area where it's, they don't, they very clearly don't have authority. That echoes the comments from the court's three Republicans. In one of the two dissents, Justices Sharon Kennedy and Pat DeWine, son of Governor Mike DeWine, who's on the redistricting commission, wrote, quote, One must wonder which seven-member body is the true redistricting commission, the constitutionally named officers or this court. 
Karen Kassler at the Ohio Public Radio Statehouse News Bureau. That, again, is the news that uh, broke this week as the state Supreme Court, in a four-to-three decision, again rejected the Redistricting Commission's redraw of the state maps for Ohio House and Ohio Senate. This after a December decision in which they rejected the maps that the commission originally drew and passed. Now, let's understand something. How does the uh, representation of maps of Ohio House and Ohio Senate and our congressional maps take place? Every 10 years after the census, once the um, representation of the uh, election uh, or the census of how many people reside in the state of Ohio, maps are redrawn. Ohio finds out how many congressional members that they'll have. So Ohio did not grow as fast as some of the states like Florida, Tennessee, or Texas, uh, some of the southern states. So we lost another congressional state, a seat, excuse me. So since 1980, for instance, uh, at that time, we had 23 congressional seats. And then other states like Texas, Florida, Tennessee, other states, of course, New York and California, uh, California during the 70s and 80s, a lot of Ohioans and wet Midwesterners moved to California since that they've relocated. In fact, California lost a congressional seat this last uh, census as well because people were moving out of the high uh, uh, tax states of New York and California and moving to more uh, friendly states like in the South with Florida and Tennessee, Texas uh, picking up. Uh, new congressional seats. So Ohio lost one. We're down to now 15 congressional seats. So the commission is made up of uh, the Speaker of the House, the Senate President, the uh, State Auditor, the Secretary of State, and the Governor, and then minority members in both the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate. So since the Republicans won sweeping fashion in uh, 2018, uh, they won the statewide seats of Secretary of State, State Auditor, the Governor's Office. Uh, they retain leadership and uh, majority in the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate. So they make five uh, up five members of the redistricting commission to the two members, which are Democratic representation in both the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate. So traditionally what has happened is what was called the apportionment board, and it was made up of those same members and then uh, the maps were considered by the Ohio legislature. They were drawn by the Ohio legislature and then passed in a majority vote. Uh, and then that's how we got our 10-year maps. Now, after the ballot issue uh, that was first uh, presented in the legislature back in 2015 uh, and then passed by the Ohio voters, uh, it was a redistricting commission. It was more of a compromise. It would say that if minority members of the commission. In this instance, it would be the two Democratic members objected to the maps, which they did. Uh, They would be four-year maps, not 10-year. There has to be unanimous concurrence on the redistricting commission for them to be 10-year maps. So these were going to be four-year maps. Now comes the new caveat in all this, and that is the Democrats not only objected in their vote on the commission, they went ahead and filed suit in state court. So the matter went before the Ohio Supreme Court. Now, our state constitutional, excuse me, state constitution does not give the court opportunity to to draw maps, uh, but it was going to make a decision whether they were constitutional or not. Now, the, the court currently is made up of four Republicans and three Democrats. However, the Chief Justice, Maureen O'Connor, 
has been migrating more to a more of a liberal philosophy on the court. And many would say that she's actually become a Democrat because in recent uh, elections, she has supported uh, Democrats running for the bench. And I think that can be discovered that where she raised money for uh, some of the Democrats that were running for the state Supreme Court. So she has actually um, migrated to the left in her philosophy. So so that the case, in this instance, she actually made a decision with the Democrats uh, calling the maps that the majority of the redistricting commission uh, passed were unconstitutional. Well, the redistricting commission then reconvened, and uh, they did that um, here just some weeks ago, uh, in January, and then they met in a marathon session. They were waiting for the Democrats to present maps. They waited and waited, and late in the day on a Saturday, they did present something, but they weren't really workable to what all the factors that have to be considered when redrawing these maps. So the commission uh, voted again. They actually gave five more seats back to the Democrats. Okay, so after the first maps, the Democrats received five more seats still objected, and went back to the state Supreme Court now that they feel that they have the majority vote in which they do. So with that being said, here was the statement that we put out. Breaking news, the Ohio Supreme Court in a 4-3 decision with Justice Maureen O'Connor joining the Democrats again is trying to disrupt Ohio's midterm elections by rejecting the Ohio Redistricting Commission's redraw maps that gave the Democrats five more seats. It is Time to move on and ignore the court. If Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor wants to continue in her rogue manner, as she has obviously joined the radical left by trying to do, disrupt the 2022 midterm elections, she may be facing impeachment. Stay tuned. Then we go on to read the opinion. It says, below is the dissenting opinion by Justices Kennedy and Justice DeWine and also Justice Fisher who wrote his own dissenting opinion. But here is the dissenting opinion. Listen carefully to this. This is Republican uh, Pat DeWine and Republican Sharon Kennedy, who's also running for Chief Justice this year. She'll be on the ballot. Both uh, Pat DeWine and um, uh, Sharon Kennedy will be running uh, for the court, and she'll be running for Chief Justice to replace Maureen O'Connor. And, of course, Pat Fisher will be running as well. Here is the dissenting opinion. Listen carefully. We dissent from the majority's pronouncement that the revised General Assembly District Plan violates Article 11, Section A of the Ohio Constitution and is therefore invalid. And we disagree with the majority's decision to retain jurisdiction over this case and to set arbitrary time limitations and new rules for the Ohio Redistricting Commission's work that have no basis in the text of the Ohio Constitution. It is apparent that disregard of constitutional standards, four members of this court have now commandeered the redistricting process and that they will continue to reject any General Assembly plan until they get the plan they want. It, will simp it would simplify matters if the commission would just provide the majority with a map-drawing software, Maptitude, so that they can draw the map themselves. At this point, what must one mon, excuse me one must wonder which seven member body is the true redistricting commission the constitutionally named officers or this court wow that was a stinging uh rebuke of the majority in the court which is chief justice marine o'connor 
Justice Bruner, a Democrat, Justice Donnelly, a Democrat, and Justice Stewart, a Democrat. And it was the Republicans of Pat DeWine, Pat Fisher, and Justice Kennedy that wrote that dissenting opinions. And so that really is an indictment against the court. So these are their words, not ours. Yet the liberal media just went apoplactic when the Ohio Christian Alliance put out that statement. Let me read our statement to you again. The Ohio Supreme Court, in a 4-3 decision with Justice Maureen O'Connor joining the Democrats again, is trying to disrupt Ohio's midterm elections by rejecting the Ohio Redistricting Commission's redraw maps that gave the Democrats five more seats. It's time to move on and to ignore the court. If Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor wants to continue in her rogue manner, as she has obviously joined the radical left by trying to disrupt the 2022 midterms, she may be facing impeachment. Stay tuned. Well, a couple of things there. A few weeks ago, we put out a statement about constitutional crisis looming with this whole business. And indeed, that's what we have now. We have a difference between the executive branch, the legislative branch, and now the judicial branch. You have uh, justices on the bench, and the members of the legislature will be speaking up, and probably leadership. You're going to hear some news in the next couple of days, in the next week or so. And so it's going to bear out here, as there is a lot of complaint among the members of the redistricting commission, uh, our statewide office holders, including our Secretary of State, as we have a primary coming up on May 3rd. The filing deadline uh, passed. It was on February 2nd. Candidates have already filed their papers. They're campaigning for office for Ohio House, Ohio Senate, for Congress. And uh, this court is trying to meddle in the midterm elections, which would be, quite honestly, uh, normally there's a, a pendulum swing election <clears throat> And with Mr. Biden and the left, hard left being in office in Washington, um, it looks as if it will be a big Republican wave. But the Democrats are running around in red states wreaking havoc with lawsuits. And so who's behind all this, you say? Well, I'll just tell you that George Soros has his attorneys, and one of them is former Attorney General under Barack Hussein Obama, Eric Holder. That's right, the disgraced Attorney General Eric Holder. You remember... Um, fast and furious, the gun dealing of uh, firearms across the border with uh, drug uh, gangs in Mexico that went awry and all that. He's never really been held account to that. He's never had to answer questions uh, after office, obviously, you know, in office and then beyond. But he's back at it. He's now the attorney that they're looking to here in Ohio with the Democrats. Eric Holder has been uh, part of these lawsuits before our state Supreme Court, and what is it doing? It's delaying the election. It's actually taking away your right and my right to cast our vote for candidates of our choice. You know, let me say explicitly, the Ohio Christian Alliance is not partisan in that in this sense. We are conservative. We make no bones about that. We don't endorse political parties or candidates. We don't as an organization. I personally don't endorse publicly. Uh, candidates running for office. That has been our uh, position. We continues to be our position. What do we do? Well, we survey the candidates uh, in our survey, and then we publish the results of how they stated in the voter guide. We also urge people to register to vote and uh, to get involved in the electoral process. Well, we have a, a May 3rd primary coming up, and there's candidates running for office. We also encourage people to run for office. We 
uh, to, you know, everyone can run. You know, you can file for office and, you know, let your voice be heard, that we're all about that. But if you don't have an election, if you don't have district maps drawn, folks, your rights are being denied. And that's what this court's doing right now. Now, look, we understand that the Democrats had every right to object. And, of course, they but, – but actually it would have been four-year maps, not ten-year maps. And that was the agreement, by the way, that they made with this same ballot language in the legislature. It was – this initiative petition got started in the legislature. It was agreement between Democrats and Republicans. Okay, good. We're good with this language. If they, there's not agreement, it will be four-year maps, not ten-year maps, okay? Well, then they went ahead and went to court anyways. I'm like, wait a second. I thought you believed in the redistricting commission language, but obviously not. And they wanted to go ahead and send it to the state Supreme Court for review. And all this is just taking time and money and it's delaying the election. And so what must the legislature do? And actually, the governing body, quite honestly, which is the apportionment board, now the redistricting commission, it just so happens that as we voted as Ohioans, they're all Republicans, uh, and um, the court is basically denying them their constitutional duty to draw the maps to the best of their understanding of how it's representation of the people of the state of Ohio and uh, to hold fair and open elections, that's all being forestalled now by this business before the Supreme Court. But I want to read to you again the dissenting opinion. Again, not ours. This is, comes from the dissenting opinion. This is the associates of the court with the chief justice, okay? This is her peers. This is what they say. It is apparent that the disregard of constitutional standards for members of this court, meaning O'Connor, Bruner, Donnelly, and Stewart, the Democrats, uh, you could all call O'Connor a Democrat now, anyways, a liberal, have now commandeered the redistricting process and that they will continue to reject any General Assembly district plan until they get the plan they want. It would simplify matters if the commission would just provide the majority with the map drawing software, (laughs) Maptitude. That's the way in which you draw these maps so that they can draw the map themselves at this point, one must wonder which seven-member body is the true redistricting commission, the constitutionally named officers, or this court. Wow, that is a scathing rebuke of the majority's decision. Uh, Of course, Maureen O'Connor gave the Democrats the uh, majority by siding with them. Now what must the legislature do? We're going to talk about that and also hear from the uh, Speaker of the House, Bob Cup. when we come back on the other side, I want to tell you about the Bring America Back to Life conference. That's right, Cleveland Right to Life, holding their annual conference uh, right here in Independence, a great pro-life weekend. And uh, here's our friend Molly Smith to tell us more. On March 11th and 12th, Bob France will return to the Embassy Suites in Independence as the MC of the nationally acclaimed Bringing America Back to Life convention to introduce such renowned names as Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire, Milo Yiannopoulos, whose powerful conversion story is riveting, David Barton from Wall Builders, and many more. This 13th annual educational conference is presented by the Kurtz Brothers. Join us as we host one of the most significant educational platforms in the nation, designed to equip and engage all those involved in this, the greatest civil rights issue of all times, the right to life. Through focusing on prayer, action, voting, and education, Cleveland Right to Life is paving the way back to life. Help us to bring America back to life on March 11th and 12th. 
For information, tickets, and booth registration, go to bringingamericabacktolife.org, bringingamericabacktolife.org, or call 440-653-5245, 440-653-5245. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization and to set free a suffering humanity. And the soldiers who stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Allied liberation of Europe. On D-Day, all those warriors set out on their mission. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt led our nation in prayer. The D-Day Prayer Project is an effort to add FDR's D-Day Prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. This wonderful historical presidential prayer will be a lasting tribute to our World War II veterans. If you'd like to make a contribution towards the effort of adding this prayer to the memorial, go to the website at ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org. And we're back, and we're going to have a major update for you on the D-Day Prayer Project here in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. Well, I want to get back to this topic on the redistricting, redraw of the maps. And, of course, right now with the Ohio Supreme Court wreaking havoc in the process of which should have been a very simple process. Ohioans agreed on the ballot a few years back that the redistricting commission, uh, according to elections of whose officers would fill those seats, uh, would be the ones who drew the maps. And then if the minority on the commission uh, objected, whether that was Republicans. Let's say, for instance, if the Democrats won all the statewide seats in the governor's office, they would be the majority. Then the Republicans would be the minority. They would object. They would be four-year maps, not ten-year maps. That's the way the redistricting commission is designed to have some checks and balances. But the Democrats don't seem to like that the majority has to be the Republicans this time. They are the minority. They objected. They'd be four-year maps, not ten that the Ohio voters can get to it as far as uh, electing officials that will represent them, not only in Congress, but at the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate. So what happened after the court rejected the second round of maps? Well, they went back to the legislature. And so this was the congressional maps. And let's talk about them for a minute, because there's some great intrigue here, too. So the maps, the maps go back to the Ohio uh, legislature for consideration but they need a supermajority vote to get them passed. Let's go to Speaker Bob Cup to hear what he has to say yesterday, as he's the only one that responded after the court's decision, but he did make an announcement yesterday. Let's hear that. Uh, it became apparent that it wasn't possible to get a two-thirds vote in the House, which would enable the, any map adopted to go into effect uh, right away, and without that, it wouldn't go into effect till after the primary date. So. Uh, if it goes to the redistricting uh, commission, it goes into effect as soon as the commission acts. And so um, anticipate that that would be uh, well before the primary date. So that's the, that's the re- major reason. So if you listened very carefully there, he said that uh, if the legislature was to pass it without a supermajority vote, it would, it's, uh, it's going to take some time for it to be in effect that would carry us past the pro- May 3rd primary. Okay, so they would need a supermajority for it to be enacted immediately. And since he did, he said we do not have the votes. We're sending it back to the redistricting commission. Now follow along carefully. Now they said, and he said, excuse me, 
that they have the opportunity to redraw maps and pass them and them to go in effect immediately. Okay, that way we'll have a May 3rd primary. So I think a battle is looming here. And you're going to see, uh, whether you call it a constitutional crisis, I really call it that uh, the various parts of government are going to start battling with, with each other. And that is the state legislature is going to hold pat. Probably with the state maps that have been drawn and which candidates currently are campaigning on, a whole host of candidates, by the way. Um, and by the way, we encourage you to get out and hear these candidates, whether you're running for the Ohio House, the Ohio Senate, or Congress, hear what they have to say. Uh, and basically, we will be surveying, providing a voter guide of those who respond to the survey and publish that. Obviously, if they don't answer questions on pro-life, pro-family, you're kind of going to know whether they're with us or not, okay? So it uh, gives you an indication of how to cast your vote and intelligently for those who hold your values. That's what the Ohio Christian Alliance does. But um, let's talk about what will happen with the congressional maps. So let's say that the commission then goes ahead and passes the congressional maps. What if the Democrats sue again? They will inevitably sue again and try to send it back to state courts. We are hearing that those, um, the Ohio Republican caucus of the congressional members are ready to sue in federal court. That would take it out of the state court's hands. What will happen with the state maps? Well, they're kind of stuck with the redistricting commission. According to legal opinion, they cannot take it to federal court. So that will be a standoff. They'll basically, they may do as we stated. They may ignore the court. As to the fact about, uh, or as to the idea of impeachment, that's up to the legislature whether they're going to bring charges against the chief justice or not. They may just decide to ignore the court. Well, all of this is important to you and I who want to cast a vote on May 3rd and for the candidates of our choice. So to learn more about all this, visit our website at the Ohio Christian Alliance. That's ohioca.org. And you'll see the press statement we put out on this. We'll also give you updated information. But stay tuned, because things are about to get real interesting with all of this. But, but as we see it right now, the maps that were passed by the commission, the state maps, uh, there's no plans to redraw those. They are redrawing the congressional maps, and that we should get news on those in the next week or 10 days. And then I think you're going to hear that lawsuits are going to happen. And this time, the Republicans are going to file a lawsuit into federal court. So, again, this is all very important because it is what we do in a representative form of government. We actually have opportunity to vote for the candidates of our choice, to represent us in Congress, to represent us at the State House in Columbus. And the Ohio Christian Alliance is a pro-life, pro-family organization and it's important that we put people in office that respect the value of life and respect the value of our faith and of our family values. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, this is Chris Long with the Ohio Christian Alliance, and you can learn more about it, our, our organization, our website at ohioca.org. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. On the other side, we're going to be talking with State Representative Scott Wiggum on the death penalty. Don't go away. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. 
Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.